Hello everyone. It has been a while since I have come on to talk about spiritual growth. And I was actually reading today a little bit on prevailing prayer and the possibilities of a spirit-filled life. Ephesians 3.20 tells us, To him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. And then in James 5.16, and this is the Amplified Bible version, it says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That means the tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Um, You know, I think sometimes, maybe it's just me, we get tired in our prayer. We're not inspired. Maybe we go through seasons where it's like a drought. It's just hard. Knowing what to pray, having the time to pray. Um, You know, with four kids, a lot of times my prayer time is interrupted and I have to get a little bit here and a little bit there. And, you know, I think it's remembering that it's okay for that to happen, that there's seasons that we all go through. And, you know, the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. And I think it tells us that as a reminder that we should simply be in constant communication with God. And we don't need to worry about how often we're praying when we sit down to pray. But we don't, we don't have to worry. We just have to take it all to God. Um, so when we talk a little bit about prevailing prayer, prevailing with God, um, it doesn't mean we're forcing him to do something, but it does mean that we're continuing in heartfelt, sincere intercession. We are going to believe that what we are praying for is going to happen, and we're just going to continue to bring it to God again and again until we see our victory. So it's important to prevail in prayer. And there's this amazing book, D.L. Moody. I I love the old preachers. I really do. Um, He has a book which is called Prevailing Prayer. Um, If you're looking for power in prayer, if you're looking to go to new spiritual depths, if you remember or you need a reminder that God can change a life, Prevailing Prayer. It's a book that is so inspiring. It's a wonderful reminder to pray humbly and to pray often. And and also to seek by prayer to move the arm of God, the arm that moves the world. Our prayers can be so mighty. They can be so powerful. But we have to be willing to continue to pray on frequently and often and to not give up, you know, no matter what, no matter how long we're praying, just keep going. So there's some examples of prevailing prayer that I'll share with you from the Bible. Um, The first is we're talking about intercessory prayer. And again, that's when we're interceding on behalf of someone else. Um. Abraham pleading for Sodom and Gomorrah. The result of that, God destroyed the cities of the plains, but God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow. So Moses, you know, Lot didn't know, but Moses, you know, he just kept 
asking God if there's any righteous, you know, and he, he was pleading for the people in the city that God would save them. He also pleaded for Israel quite a few times, and the Lord relented from the harm which he had said he would do to his people. Then there's also Paul's intercessory burden in Romans chapter 9. Um, now, when we get into that, and I'm just trying to pull it up real quick because I forgot my Bible when I sat down to do this. And I just, I always hate to be moving all over the place. <laughs> so let me just real quick um, pull it up on my screen here. Um, in Romans 9, Paul says, With Christ as my witness, I speak with utter truthfulness. My conscience and the Holy Spirit confirm it. My heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters. I would be willing to be forever cursed, cut off from Christ, if that would save them. I read that and I wonder if and when I could pray that myself, be that willing to see that desirous of seeing someone else get to a good place with God that I'm like, you know what, you can cut me off so long as they make it, it's okay. Um, so these are all intercessory prayers. They're burdens that are upon these people to pray for others who aren't praying or are in rebellion or maybe just, you know, you think of Sodom and Gomorrah and clearly these people didn't know. Uh, they were so wrapped up in all of the wickedness and the sinfulness there's got to be somebody who will be God's hand and feet and who will pray for these people. So next example of prevailing prayer is when Jacob's brother was on his way to kill him in Genesis. Jacob prayed and then he was reunited with his brother. He received a new name by which the whole nation was named. This was when he, his name was changed to Israel. And um, and if you remember the beginning of the story of Jacob going to his brother, his brother was probably going to kill him. Um, but because of his prevailing prayer, it wound up being a reconciliation. Hannah, in First Samuel, Hannah was barren. Hannah was barren, but she prayed and she prayed and she prayed again. And she finally wound up with a child. So... You know, there's, again, there's power in just continuing to pray for people and continuing to pray for situations that we feel we have a need for. Um, it's just, it's so, it's so important that we continue in prayer and that we have faith, that we believe that God will answer our prayers. Um, there was also, Israel had gone without rain for several years, and in First Kings, Elijah prayed for rain, and it rained. That's in First Kings 18, and they also refer to this again in James chapter 5, verse 17. Um, he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth its fruit. You know, there's something to be said about prayer, about believing even though we can't see it, that God is going to answer our prayer. That is so important. 
that is it's just of the utmost importance that we we pray and we believe that we are going to see what we're praying for that's an awesome song for worship too we're gonna see what we're praying for there's also Isaiah who came to Hezekiah with news that he was going to die and if you remember Hezekiah he then, he turned his face to the wall, and he wept, and he prayed, and he was so sorrowful. He was so just broken over it. He didn't, he, he was sincere. And as a result of his prayer and his sorrow, he was healed, and he 15 more years in his life. One of my favorites, my last example, Peter, when he was cast into pr prison in Acts chapter 12, we, we read about, we read about how he was cast into prison and the early church, they prayed for him and they continued in prayer for him just repeatedly until we read about how, and actually let me pull up Acts chapter 12. So I can share that with you, what it, exactly what it says. Um, in Acts ch chapter 12, King Herod was persecuting the believers of the church. He had James, John's brother, killed. And then, of course, Herod saw how much this pleased the Jews, so he arrested Peter during the Passover celebration and imprisoned him. He placed Peter under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each, intending to bring Peter out for trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed earnestly for him. And the night before Peter was to be placed on trial, while he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers, with others standing guard at the prison gate, suddenly... I love how God does things suddenly. There was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter and struck him on the side and said, Quickly, get up. The chains fell off of Peter's wrists, and the angel said, Put your sandals on. We have to go. And so Peter left the cell. And, you know, the whole time it talks about how Peter thought this was a vision. He didn't really realize what was happening until they came to the iron gate leading to the city, and it opened for them all by itself. They passed through, walking down the street, and the angel was gone. And this is when Peter realized that the Lord sent his angel and saved him from Herod and from all the Jewish leaders planned to do to him. So, and again, you know, he goes to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, and there's many believers gathered there for prayer. And when the servant girl, Rhoda, comes to the door, she recognizes Peter. Instead of opening the door, she runs inside and she tells everybody Peter is standing at the door. Their prayers were answered. This is prevailing prayer. Even Jesus taught about it. The man who needed bread in Luke 11. The widow who was persistently going to that unjust judge. There's something beautiful about going before God in prayer and prevailing, being strong and influential and effective in our faith, going in prayer before God, knowing 
just knowing, having such faith that we know that our prayers are all right. They're going to be victorious. They will be successful. God will meet every prayer that we pray. Everyone that we seek to see healed or saved. All those little things, some of those big things, God is going to bring all of it to fruition because we believe that whatever it looks like, whatever it looks like, God is working all things for our good. And he always answers our prayers. We're just not always looking at them from the right perspective. Pray to have eyes to see and ears to hear all that God is doing when it comes to your prayers and to your your personal life. You know, we all have times that we go through where it's difficult praying. Maybe we're just not seeing the answers that we're hoping for. And you know what? That's when it's a really great time to, and it's not my idea, I got it from somebody else, but um, it's a really great time to start keeping a prayer journal. Jot down those things you're praying for, those things that you're really, really just, you're pressing into God. You're prevailing in these prayers. Press in on those and, you know, pray harder and keep notes of the prayers. And then when you have the time or when you see something, perhaps, make a note of that too. Look what the Lord has done. I've been praying and praying that God would bless us with, and then all of a sudden to be able to write down a couple weeks later, look what the Lord has done. It's good for us. It's good for our faith. So let's, let's pray. Let's prevail in prayer. Let's go before the throne and know that Jesus has already won and we have the victory and it's all in his hands and we're going to believe all that we're praying for.